You're listening to Dads, Diapers, and Drinks. Three dads trying to lead their families well in a crazy world. So grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Dad's Diapers and Drinks. I'm your host Scott, here again with Nathan and Jeff. Yeah. What up? And uh, you're listening to episode 46? 46. Now. We are, That's a lot of episodes, guys. It is a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I might have said this like 20 episodes ago at this point, but I can't believe we've made it this far. <laughs> I know. I still can't believe it, that we've made it this far. I can't believe we're still doing this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're almost to 52, which if you are a... Scientologist, that's uh, 52 weeks, uh, the number of weeks in a year. So we're really close to been doing this for one whole year, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. We actually started recording yeah. our first episode more, more than a year ago at this point. I yeah. Because we'd recorded, I think, five or six before we released any of them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we we before actually we have- convinced ourselves it was worth ever putting on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, before we got drunk enough, we decided, screw it, let's just put them up. I'm not sure which happened. We'd already paid the artist, I think. (laughs) We're like, we put the money in, we're putting them up. That's such a good logo, we have to do it now. Yeah. So the biggest issue we had is we hired a good artist. (laughs) Yeah, You know, we just got a bad artist, we'd have been like, ah, whatever, it looks like crap anyways. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, Dang it, Andy. (laughs) Yeah, way to go. Uh, but here we are. Um, if you're watching the YouTube video or the Rumble video, uh, you may notice things look a little different on Nathan's and my side. Yes. I have a futon down here now, and I moved I my mean, desk. I feel like futon is like the clinical term for what this is because it's way too nice to be classified as a futon. It's a very nice in futon. a traditional sense. It's got like adjustable like armrest things, and it's extremely comfortable. Yes. I would like compared to like the IKEA futon, which everyone thinks of when they hear futon. Yeah, it's not even in the same league. No, it's a great thing we're sitting on. I'm real happy about it. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, yeah, so things are going good. Yeah. Um, we also randomly got a huge uptick in the number of listens. Uh, yes. One day last week, or across two days, mm-hmm. it's like four hundred something listens on all the episodes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if some of the algorithm got us for a minute and <laughs> started boosting our, our podcast. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Or if the some, algorithm gods came in. I don't yeah. know. Um, but that was kind of cool to see. Yeah. So uh, maybe it was all authentic. I don't know. Doesn't really make sense, though, because it dropped right back down <laughs> after that day. But anyway. 400 disappointed customers. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. <laughs> yeah who knows mm. so uh all that to say feel free to share us around so that real humans can listen to us yes. as well yeah. um, we appreciate every single one of you that listens it's it's still a shot it still amazes us that people actually listen to this mm-hmm. yeah i know yeah, it's we, mostly it's mostly friends and family but mm-hmm. i did have an inquiry the other day about using this studio space here to record their own podcast and i sent them a reference of this podcast mm-hmm. and uh they they liked the episode they heard. So I was like, okay, that's a stranger. Yeah. Listened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. We'll take mm-hmm. it. So, uh, but we, we do appreciate the friends and family who listen as well. Um, not that we're trying to just cast you aside as if your reviews don't count for anything, but they do. <laughs> um, 
So anyway, we're happy to keep doing this and uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of, I guess I'll just drop a bit of a, a future update. Like we're, we've been kind of talking about where we want this podcast to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're committed to getting through episode 52 because that's one year's worth of episodes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, might take a bit of a break after that. Um, I don't know. Some of the ideas we came up with for what to do next excited me. Mm-hmm. So part of me doesn't really want to take a long break or or any break at all. I don't know. Stay yeah. stay tuned. We don't know what we're doing yet. We, yeah. we might want to change Maybe some structure changes for us too. Yeah, so. yeah. And mainly, honestly, it's to improve uh, the quality of the content. Not the the quality is in sound, but like the quality of our discussion and everything. So we want to give you the best thing that we have to offer. Yeah, we want to give you our best. Mm-hmm. And right now, I feel like. Uh, I'm not, I'm not quite there. I'm not, um, it's, it's difficult to talk about the wide range of topics that we talk about mm-hmm. and to have, I guess what is deemed an appropriate amount of knowledge about them, mm. um, to come off as somewhat of an authority on the topic. And I'm so not, and <laughs> it's, I feel like I've put my foot in my mouth so many times on this podcast because I haven't done my due diligence and put the research in and, um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I sound like a dummy. So anyway, the future, we're going to try to reformat things. And- I don't think you sound like a dummy, Scott. Thanks, David. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I'm typical. Uh, that goes I, think, I don't think very highly of you. Uh, I know. Um, as long as your worst critic is on the call with you, everyone else you listen to will be a breeze. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, life updates. I've really, life's been going on. It's been good. No complaints over here. Thank you for that update. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Fantastic. How how's how's it going for you, Scott? <laughs> Ditto. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing really. Uh, I well, I played golf yesterday. It was like 80 degrees. Oh yeah, I, it was really awesome. Saturday and Sunday, um, which I just said this to Jeff earlier tonight. But April, there's there hasn't been any ounce of spring. It's been winter, 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 summer, mm-hmm. and then. Now we're, it's going to go back down to like 40 degrees on Wednesday, <laughs> which is just stupid. Typical Ohio. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, I played played golf yesterday and I I had this guilt complex the whole time because Kelsey looks forward to me uh, being home on the weekends to help out with Davis. And then I left her and it was, he was a, he was a handful. So uh, I might have to take a little, <laughs> a few weeks off, but we'll see. Um, yeah. So. Uh, fun. then, uh, he skinned his knees for the first time. He Ooh. was outside wearing shorts and then tripped on the, on the driveway. So, you know, we are racking up the, the owies. So yeah, we got some, I got. we got to break out because it was warm. We got to break out some of our outdoor toys for Kelly, nice. which is really cool. We got, we got a sandbox, little green turtle sandbox. Have you mm. ever seen them? Yeah. And she absolutely loves that, which is awesome. Uh, which gives me the excuse to be outside, mm-hmm. which I also enjoy. So it's been, it was, it was, it made me really excited for the rest of this summer mm-hmm. of just kind of days outdoors and, you know, enjoying it. And also we're still planning on doing a whole bunch of remodeling to our house this year. So looking forward to having all of that done and making huge improvements to the house. It's going to be, I don't know. It's going to be crazy. I'm trying not to stress out about, it. I kind of had like a, it was a really stressful week when like our loan actually finally came in mm-hmm. and then I'm like, okay, 
I have the money now, and I have the the you know all the what's it, proposals for all this stuff. And I'm looking at all the numbers. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm about to do this. <laughs> like, yeah, this is so crazy. I can't believe this is happening. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I kind of had a weird moment on like last Friday when this all happened. I was like, holy crap, I'm about to pull the trigger on like it's, the craziest <laughs> renovations of my life. Well, like, can you it's imagine just weird. <laughs> today is Monday, April 25th. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk bought Twitter today. Can you imagine forking yeah. over 44 billion or whatever that was? <laughs> I'm <laughs> freaking out about 20 grand. I'm like, I can't yeah. believe invest this much. <laughs> Seriously, though. Uh, Perspective. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. World's changing, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, in one week, there's the what, revoking Disney's um, legal exemptions, Their tax in Florida. exemptions or whatever. Yeah, mm. yeah. Their self-governing rules in Florida, and then Elon Musk buying Twitter. Like sanity is starting to creep through. People are just not. Mm-hmm. M- the average person is just looking around, going, "Dudes, this is not normal." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's not. This is not cool. When you like Netflix has dropped like twenty percent stock value this year. Yeah. And they're going, why is that? Well, maybe because when you load Netflix, the first thing you see is the Black Lives Matter collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe people are like, dude, I don't. Like, I mean, what even is that? Netflix why did is great. Denzel Washington in there? Yeah. Netflix did great during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then all the Black Lives Matter riots and stuff happened. I'm getting, taking this directly from Cleveland. I just listened to him today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, all the riots happened. And then uh, Netflix started, you know pushing the black agenda you know everything's mm-hmm. got to be black this black that all the netflix original shows have mm-hmm. mixed mixed marriages and mm-hmm. um, interracial i mean and uh there's just this agenda behind everything and yeah. then everyone's uns- unsubscribing <laughs> so i will say yeah. their solutions are top notch you know like stop password sharing fantastic idea <laughs> that's add right. ads yeah that's exactly what i want on that is a subscription pe- that, that is what the always want. like has never had ads on it before like wow you're never gonna get anyone else to unsubscribe with those plans <laughs> yeah what do you not good have job <laughs> uh, i don't know the last great show was probably the last kingdom yes that was on good. netflix it's mm-hmm. such a good show I, we've ranted about it before it's it's such a good show and the thing that was so good about it was it was such a uh, breath of fresh air Mm. In that it was because it's a medieval story. They and the thing that they didn't do is they didn't inject 2020 politics into a medieval story. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it just is a story that feels like it was written for that time. Well, it's, it's also just good. It's based off of a book series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have to stay somewhat true to what the author wrote. Yeah. Um, they didn't. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Facebook ranting over. It's just world. <laughs> the world's in a big shift hey. right now, I and mean, it's the same reason why we decided to do this show. It's like. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the tea leaves and going, yo, stuff's moving. And <laughs> yeah. like, I, I want to, we want to be, we want to be part of it. We want to, you know, yeah. contribute in whatever little way we can to, you know, pushing our culture in our, especially for us, our generation mm-hmm. in a better direction. So. Yeah. So my, I guess my vision for our podcast originally was like the three of us are just your everyday guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're just giving our perspective on the world and how, mm-hmm. how crazy it is right now. So, um, I don't know. Well, we're not necessarily the best and brightest, but we we think we're okay. Jeff thinks he's the best and the brightest. (laughs) We're Um, not the best, but we decided to show up. That's all. That's right. (laughs) We're just here. We're just sharing our ideas, Mm -hmm. however informed or uninformed. And that's, that's what's out there. So (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Enjoy. Mm. (laughs) 
Uh, what are we drinking, Nathan? Oh, I actually oh. didn't even see what you. So poured. this We've is got three bottles of <laughs> whiskey. <laughs> we have like three ranges of like whiskey. This is this is our cheapest bourbon. This is the big house straight bourbon. This is like a budget bourbon. It's like twenty dollars, and it is not bad at all. I'm actually enjoying it quite a lot. It's very tasty, yes. but it is not expensive at all, which I'm all I'm okay with. I didn't have ice cubes last week and told myself. You should make ice cubes this week. Nah. I didn't do it. So nah. we're going neat again. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. In in honor of the warm weather, we went and bought some summer drinks, which mm. for us is the uh the truly hard oh, ciders. Yeah. yeah. Truly's are, in our opinion, me and my wife, the the best version of the hard ciders or the hard seltzers. Seltzers, Sorry. I was gonna say. Yeah. And uh gosh dang, they're so good. And of course, right. uh, as we said, it's like what is it? 40 degrees out, 45 degrees outside, and it's mm-hmm. just going to get colder. And I'm drinking my summer drink because it was 80 on the weekend. And gosh dang it, I was, yeah. was going to enjoy it while Man, I could. I wore flip flops. It was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it was so hot in our bedroom already. I couldn't couldn't do it. Dude, uh, my sem- we, we just got AC installed as part of our house projects this year. Mm-hmm. And I had the best moment of walking over to my wall and going, AC, on. And then feeling the whole house cool down. It's like, oh, uh, oh game changer. Oh, this is, yeah. it's so worth the money. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't wait for summer. It's going to be awesome. That's like the most adult thing. Do not touch the thermostat. Man, do I love the AC. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> uh, so yeah. good. Congratulations. You've arrived. Yes. Yeah. Welcome. I did it. <laughs> yeah. All what right, are, what are we talking I about? I got today, two Scott? kids, but the real the real point when I felt like an adult was when I turned my AC on for the first time. <laughs> oh yeah, a hundred percent. That was the moment. <laughs> yeah, and that's when boys become men, right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh golly. All right, so this week um, we're going to do another article review. Mm-hmm. Not really review, but we're going to use an article to mm. talk about things. A little discussion. Article <laughs> we're going to have a little discussion based off of an article. Mm-hmm. This is an article my father-in-law sent me a number of months ago, and I've had it just in a tab on my phone since then. <laughs> just left that tab open forever. <laughs> and I was like, all right, maybe we should just read this and talk about it. So uh, the link to this article is in the description or the whatever you're listening to location, um, where, whichever platform you're listening on. It's The link is there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can read it for yourself. Um, but the article is titled parents. We all choose our child's religion. So mm-hmm. basically the article is talking about how um, the, the effects your everyday behavior has on your kids and which just which way they decide to go with their life, regardless of what your mm-hmm. best intentions are. Um, and I do find it interesting. Like when I first like read the title, I was actually surprised that I was, I was kind of off put by it, but I think that was like kind of the intent to draw you in a little bit. But I was like, oh man, like I don't, like I don't like the idea of like I'm choosing my child's religion. You know, you're like oh, you're just like forcing it. I think that's kind of part of the culture well, that has been kind I of like, created. <laughs> I certainly like the idea of choosing my child's religion. <laughs> no, well, but I agree. With you I mean, it's like it, just it, like I choosing. think our culture pushes against that. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and it's it, all like. Oh, you shouldn't push your your ideology on your mm-hmm. kids. It's like I'm pretty sure it's happening. I don't. Why I don't did think I, you get to not do it? Mm-hmm. That's also why we had kids as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much, like that's part of it. <laughs> I didn't just create kids just 
for fun and then just have them go spiraling out into the world with no guidance like mm-hmm. what guidance am i going to offer if it doesn't come from my own from my own worldview mm-hmm. exactly so, like, that's that's dumbness <laughs> stupid society yeah but to your to your point about the headline like it is something that i, I would say it's it's a clickbait headline mm-hmm. but it's a well done one where if you read that we all choose our child's religion or you go like I agree. My initial thought was like, huh? Do we? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what does he mean by that? Because that can mean a couple different things, but you know, this, this subtitle, I, I actually didn't read this until right now. So I'll just read it out loud. Mm-hmm. It says, let's stop pretending that we'll wait for our children to grow up so they can choose their religion. Parents always choose their, their children's religion without exception. Yeah. And I think that's easily connected to the idea that when I think of religion, I think of specifically traditional religions, yeah. you know, like Christianity or like if someone's like a Buddhist, you know, or like a, a Muslim or, or, or uh, like Judaism, you know, like all of these different religions, you're like, oh, you just choose it for them. But it's like, that's n- like, as much as it's like, that's the verbiage that he chose to use. That's, it's not as specific as it's like, you're going to be, the first exposure to whatever it is that you do in your child's life. Yeah. Yeah. The article talks about, um, I'll read a little portion of it here through tens of thousands of ordinary daily interactions, moms and dads orient young hearts toward a vision of what some person, James K a Smith. I don't know who that is Mm -hmm. calls the good life. Um, parents showed, Parents show their children what to love, what to desire, what matters most. This usually happens unconsciously. Mm-hmm. By example, practice, habit, and speech. Parents are saying to their children, this is the good life, the fulfilling life, mm-hmm. the life worth living. So it's through our through our daily actions that we are really communicating which religion our, our kids are going to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, and obviously, the word religion doesn't mean an organized like traditional religion in that sense of the word it's mm-hmm. um it's more like a set of beliefs right yeah it's your orientation in the world mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of how jordan peterson might say it he always talks about how you orient yourself in the world that's kind yes, of what it is that's, that's a peterson <laughs> phrase thank you but it's also he, there he is he made it what's it been 12 yeah. minutes <laughs> uh yeah my whiskey is but, still here, by the way. My bourbon is not whiskey, sorry. Yeah, I mean, it is both. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> 12 minutes in. I'm still... I'm impressed. Still good. But anyway, it, it is to the point of... Like, they talk about this with, with the schools right now, with Florida and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, that really just sparked the bait for the whole country because every school does this. But the idea that we... Parents are kind of pushing this idea of, like, we just want our kids to be taught, you know, math... And then you read what's in the math textbooks and it's like, Jimmy has three mothers, which one of them, you know, loves him most. And it's like, what, what kind of a math question is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this yeah you from need a, to, from a school in Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, that was Missouri. But it's like, you, you need to talk bigger than just, you know, oh, I don't want any worldview. It's like, no, you, everyone's got one and your kids will get one. So mm-hmm. you need to yes. be that. That's why, again, I value actual structured religion over the like agnostic, whatever, whatever, 
yeah, version I, because I, it's like, academia has its own yeah view as academia well. has its own worldview and it will impart it on your kids if you yes. don't impart your own mm-hmm. so it it's not something to take you know lackadaisically you have to focus on this and you have to say like i will try to model things for my kids that i think are important and it'll actually make you evaluate what you consider important in your own life because mm-hmm. you need to decide what do i want to model for my kids right do i want to model sitting on the couch eating potato chips and watching movies every night is that what i want to show my kids mm-hmm. is life or do i want to show them something different something better because yeah. they will pick up what i put down yes and i don't know i i find that it's almost more complicated i mean as the three of us as christians is having is like looking out for the things that are not in contradiction but are simply run parallel to our views because the contradictory ones it's obviously it's like a red flag you're like oh no let's not go there you know but then you have the simple ones of like laziness or being gluttonous like oh yeah you just i just eat whatever i want or like oh yeah daddy spends most of his time on his cell phone doing whatever. And I it's like, attacked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> those are all for you, Scott. This is an invention. I'm, <laughs> I'm also the heaviest I've ever been in my life. So uh, I feel, I'm, I'm sorry. I feel very small. Over but here. like, but like he even talks about like the whole good life religion. It's like, that is still like, that can still run very parallel to our own Christian beliefs, or at least it doesn't run in contradiction to them. Like, yeah, like you're supposed to have a good job and then you'll be successful and then you'll be happy. And it's like, it's like in and of themselves, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's when that is the goal, when that's your focus. Right. He calls that the religion of the next big thing. Yeah. The next big thing. Um, so I'll read that section here. Go for it. In the religion of the next big thing, the sacraments are degrees, promotions, acquisitions, whatever moves one along toward or what has been determined to be the good life. Mm. If I get into this university, I'll finally be happy. If I make this much money, I'll matter. If I marry this person, I'll find contentment. If I buy this house, I'll be important. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I personally felt called out to some degree in that because, I mean... I think that's a huge American pitfall too yeah yeah that's, that's very american gospely too yeah it's mm-hmm. like god wants you to live your best life now <laughs> who are you uh who's that jeff i like the added uh, that, southern wait accent. come back in six weeks we'll talk about that one <laughs> yeah yeah joel we'll Osteen, get there. He's, yeah mm, but yeah sorry we cut you off no you're fine uh i don't know i just felt like personally called out because as much as like i am supposed to have my identity not in what i do i think it's very easy for me to like really care about what it is that I do. Like I, I find myself like finding a way to walk the line of taking pride in like your work and what you do and not taking it as an ownership of who you are is very difficult. Right. Well, I think, sorry if this is awkward, Jeff, a couple of weeks ago when you talked about with, with Dan Adams, um, you talked about the imposter syndrome you had and how crippling that was mm. oh, yeah. because you didn't have a degree. And I think part of that was this religion of the next big thing. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was, it was, it, it's very much right in line with this of like, I had, I had jumped a, a rung in the ladder mm. and I was sitting there going, I didn't, you know, 
Okay. I'm here. I broke the whole cultural code mm-hmm. and it just felt like it was like super alienating. Yeah. Basically to feel like I was, I mean, I still, I, I'm, I'm pretty much over that these days, especially if the career moves I'm trying to get done this year, go through the way I'm planning them. Then I'll have pretty much reached my end goal um, of, of my career path, which was always my plan when I took this job. Mm-hmm. But like I, even just having the discussion with my boss, which I had this week of like, Hey, so I really want to change my responsibilities in the company. I don't want to do what I'm doing. I want to do different stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, I had this conversation that I hung up and I was like, Oh my gosh, I have a brick in my stomach mm-hmm. because I'm telling myself I'm going to take on new responsibilities. And I have that same freaking feeling. It came back like this week. It came back of this. Yeah. Like, Ooh, I didn't do things right. I didn't do them in the, I'm, I feel like I'm not qualified for the thing I want to do mm. because I didn't go to college. And uh, so like, it's a, it's literally, I'm still not over that stuff, which is crazy. Yeah. I, I deal with it too. I'm, I'm like the next tier up, I guess I have a degree, but not by much. Like I, I graduated, my GPA was like, I think 2.65 when I graduated. That's the first time I've said that number out loud in a, in a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had massive imposter syndrome too, because I, I had the degree, but I knew that I was dependent on a lot of my classmates to help me get through some of those projects and some of those assignments. And I knew that, um, there are interns like I'm, I'm here, a salaried full-time employee, and there are interns who are still in college who know more about this crap than I do, hmm. because well, they're socially awkward and they're bookworms, and they there was definitely an element of that. Um, they're just brilliant kids, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. I, I it took me a long time and some um, encouragement from our friend Marty. Um, who we've talked about a lot on this podcast. We should probably have him on the podcast. Mm. Even yeah, though he should be a guest. Not a bad idea. He's he is not he does not have kids, but he is pretty much a father figure to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, he's been a, a mentor, um, a career mentor and a life mentor. But mm-hmm. he pretty much pulled me out of the funk. He's like, "Yeah, your GPA wasn't great, but you have a lot of other skills that lots of people don't have." And I was like, "Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh." It's like, you know, imposter syndrome is a, a big deal. And I, I think everyone struggles with that to some degree. And even me with the studio stuff, too. It's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not degreed in audio at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been doing it. And I think it sounds pretty good, but I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know. I just watch yeah, a lot I, of YouTube videos. And- I think we, I think I can speak for us and say that, like, we didn't really grow up with the whole, like, fake it till you make it mentality and the idea of, like, oh, we'll just you know, they're going to just believe me. <laughs> like we're like constantly self-evaluating of like, am I actually good enough? Like, like am, I don't deserve to, to be here if I'm not good enough. Band, yeah. You're, you're like, like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> am I, I, I'm not good enough to play with these people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> that was our life. Yeah. Mm. So, but uh, yeah, that all comes back to this culture, this religion of the next big thing. Um, mm-hmm. looking toward these, um, I guess fleeting worldly things, the things that the world values to um, create your own value, like having the right degrees or the right mm-hmm. credentials or the right vehicles or <laughs> houses or whatever, all, all these material things that don't really mean anything. It's so easy to evaluate yourself mm-hmm. and your possessions against someone else and their possessions and 
just stack the cards that way and see see how valuable you are um so that's a big problem for our society Mm -hmm. and the second one that he specifically talked about i thought was i don't know i feel like it's more in line with the attitude of kids today like the gen z like young uh, gen z the i faith yeah the i yeah yeah. which i don't know if you want to read that real quick (laughs) yeah i I took some screenshots you're all good uh or i then i stinking lost it i believe in you oh here it is okay um perhaps it's the i'll try that again perhaps it's the religion of i faith in this faith what matters is saying something new believing something new breaking religious barriers rewriting creeds moving beyond the dead doctrines of dead people expressed in their dead rituals in i faith the versions are constantly being updated so you have to constantly be adapting whatever was cutting edge yesterday is dull today whatever is new is better if someone if something is said in a way no one has said it before it's probably true Mm-hmm. That last line gets me, man. Yes. A, a lot of that paragraph gets me. That, that's very much our society. And the mm-hmm. whole, I don't, try not to get political, but the political left, that's what it is. It's rewriting history. It's I mean, using new language. Yeah, um, it's the woke ideology. Yeah, it's the whole woke ideology. Yeah. But even, like, that's why the first half doesn't really strike me, because I'm such a loser for history. I, I just am mm-hmm. such a I'm, I'm what I would call a big history fan. I love listening to history shows and stuff. And I have a deep respect for the religious traditions that got us to where we are, even though I disagree with some of them for reasons. Mm-hmm. I have great respect for them and I understand why they were done and why they worked. And I respect a lot of, I don't know, a lot of the first half of this, but that last line is the, if something is said in a way, no one has said it before. It's probably true. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, that one right there is like, oh shoot, I'm such a loser for hearing some idea I haven't thought and go, oh, oh yeah. that's such a good idea. It's probably completely right. And then just <laughs> run with it. Instead of actually <laughs> analyzing it, you're like, man, that's yeah. really well said. <laughs> well, my problem is it depends on the source. Yes. I, yeah. Um, yeah. I have, obviously I have very, I'm biased. <laughs> so, and we all do. We're, mm-hmm. Everyone's biased whether they're willing to admit it or not. And if I hear someone say, someone who I trust say something new, I'm very inclined to believe it at face value and not really question it. Whereas someone who I'm more skeptical of, if they say something I haven't heard, I'm automatically, my guards are up and I'm like, eh, I'm going to fact check you on that one. And it works in reverse on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Maybe not now, but um, <laughs> where it, only, only bad people from the political left are allowed to stay on the platform. Bad people on the political right were deplatformed, mm-hmm. including the president, the sitting president of the United States, which is just insane. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a private company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it is. So would, yeah. Well, now it actually wasn't. It was a public company at the time. So your mm-hmm. private company argument never made any sense. It was a public company. Brilliant. Anyway, sorry. That's my favorite one. It's a private company. It's literally not a private company. It's literally a public company. <laughs> yeah. So people, I don't know what it. you're talking about. <laughs> Multiple people. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a whole point and I completely lost I'm it. I'm sorry, dude. It. No, it's not your fault. <laughs> I feel like I talked over that whole thing. No, my, my whole brain just decided to dump all the important information. Yeah, you don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens a Thanks. lot. <laughs> it happens a lot on the pod. Mm. Well, I have a good thought, and then someone 
jumps in just ahead of me <laughs> and then <laughs> the conversation goes a different direction i'm like uh, oh my thought is no longer relevant yeah. so, <laughs> no it's not a big deal it happens a lot um, so I, I apologize i hate it when it happens to me and i hate causing it to happen to other people i feel you so no but like that whole eye faith of like you know i've got i've got a new thought or like or just abolishing old traditions as a whole like oh you know if you can take something down like it's better and there's just been so many times, like time and time again, where you're like, oh, we, that's old. We should just get rid of it. It's like, well, why do you think that was there? You know, like, they're like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. That's antiquated. It's like, maybe they didn't fully understand why they did the things that they did. But it doesn't mean that they weren't effective. Like, even like when we had our whole discussion about like, um, like men and we, I was talking about like, the rite of passage. Like there was a whole bunch of things that they did during those ceremonies that you did like, that kind of is a little crazy. Like, Oh, you just go out and you live in the woods for weeks on end. And, you know, and then once you've passed a certain number of things, now suddenly you're going to like go make your own home and you're going to leave your mom and dad. And it's like, well, that just seems a little crazy. I feel like you don't really need to do that to just be able to handle yourself and live life productively. It's like, but so many times we just like, oh, we're just going to throw out that whole idea because we think it's antiquated. It's like, why don't we just first question maybe the reasoning behind it? Like, okay, maybe we know more now. Maybe we can understand better so we can kind of piece out why that was in place as opposed to just yeah. throwing it out. It's like this whole, okay, we're just going to throw out the bathwater. It's like, yeah, don't check for a baby. We don't need that. Just <laughs> whatever. And I just feel like that has happened so frequently, especially in like the past, like, 20 30 years it's just yeah the other the other aspect of that um is uh and with the i faith um is the the absolute certainty that you need to have oh. the absolute arrogance and pride that you need to have to be fully convinced that what that that tradition was evil <laughs> that mm -hmm. um our founding that our idea that we just had is so great and those ones were yes, so bad this mm -hmm. idea we came up with 15 seconds ago that uh, um, gender binaries are oppressive or whatever is now mm -hmm. what is true. Like for <laughs> uh, however long humans have been around um, and amongst mm -hmm. Christian circles, that varies. It's either, I don't know, a few thousand <laughs> years or it's been millennia. I have no idea. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> and it's also crazy that, but that there've been men and women for that whole time, but yeah, go ahead. No, it's just crazy that that also runs in parallel to this, newfound council culture where you basically can't be wrong anymore like yeah like politicians can't be wrong like if you're wrong like you just have to continue to fight your point no matter what because as soon as you're wrong uh well we can't listen to him anymore he's wrong well that's oh you were wrong that, that was the you're gonna be always wrong that uh douglas murray i listened to that on the way home today <laughs> yeah um, so good. oh yeah and I, I just heard that right when i pulled in my driveway mm -hmm. but that harvard study about um what happens when people who we're so entrenched in an idea that once they've been once they've been prevented with facts that actually disprove that idea, they yeah. actually they double down rather than change their mind. Did you? And that's what politicians like. They can't walk back anything they've said because mm -hmm. it's all public record. It's been recorded. Yeah. So <laughs> it, yeah, and this is this is the Trump phenomenon, which is why so many people hated him, but why I, like I understand why he did it, which is like he doesn't get to say. Oh yeah, I know that was incorrect because he just like literally can't do it. Yeah. And not because he's like not a character flaw, a political strategy flaw. If he ever says, oh yeah, I know that was wrong about that. He's done. 
because he will get eaten up so quickly by every mm-hmm. single media source if he ever admitted fault. So his political strategy, like he said this directly, is I will never say I'm wrong. I will triple, quadruple, quintuple down on everything. Yeah. And then he did. And that had bad downsides. But the upsides were like, sometimes he was just right and would bullnose his way through yes. things. Mm-hmm. And you're like, did- okay, yes, that's why he did it. And it's like, I get the bad. I see the bad. I accept all that. But you know, there's the, there's a reason he's doing it. Yeah. If you don't ever say the reason, it just looks bad. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Did you guys ever watch the, the, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the uh, Flat Earth documentary that was on Netflix? By chance no no okay so i just was like yeah okay i'm gonna watch this this will be this will be a fun one. adventure <laughs> they they had developed multiple experiments that they did uh they spent like twenty thousand dollars on a laser gyroscope which is used to basically calibrate avionics equipment for airplanes and stuff and they're like oh, if it gets like a five degree shift over 15 minutes then that means the earth has rotated because the gyroscope stays level no matter what and then it got five degrees of drift and they're like ah it must be wrong so then they ran it over and over and over again and they're like hmm interesting and then <laughs> they weren't convinced <laughs> and so then they developed this whole thing that where they're like okay we got two poles that are exactly the same height and they have holes in them for light and i've got a camera that's exactly the same height and if he goes back a certain degree then if the earth is curved then he should have to hold the light above his head in order for us to see it and they're like all right where's the light he's like i've got it i've got it uh, at my chest and he's like Okay, uh, hold it up, and then it immediately comes in frame, and literally the, it ends as him going, "Hmm, interesting." And like that's the end of the whole thing. <laughs> and it's like there's so many people that have like they've created like this world that they live in, and you just can't be wrong. Like, yeah, oh, I can't be wrong. There's just no way. I work with a guy like that too. Mm-hmm. So it's not. It's a we have a weird relationship with the guy. He's not part of our company he's a customer of us mm-hmm. who we do we do co-designs with a lot but okay. this guy from an electrical engineering standpoint is that or he does a lot of things incorrectly mm-hmm. but he's so convinced that what he's doing is right that i don't even know how to correct him it's like i whatever dude i'm <laughs> you're not worth the time yeah. to try to convince so and it, the problem is he's articulate and he can kind of dance his way around Mm-hmm. the issue and use a lot of technical jargon and he just dumps this word salad at you <laughs> in an email <laughs> you're like i don't know how to respond to that <laughs> we'll just do what do what he wants i don't even care anymore mm-hmm. so and yeah. we'll be on a call with him and the president of the company will be like scott do you have anything to say to that I'm like nah dude <laughs> <laughs> sure so he puts me on the spot like that i'm like mm-hmm. dude i don't know <laughs> I can't. Oh my word! I can't come up with that many words. I don't know where (laughs) where those came from. Uh, So, but these these other religions that we can very easily religions it's it's kind of a loose term, especially in the article. That's just the verbiage you decided to use, right? Are uh, it's very easy for you know even us as Christians to fall into, um, even though we're trying to you know show our kids what the path is to go on. And there's just no way that they're not going to take the way they should live their life from us because we're the ones who are emulating it for them. We're the ones modeling exactly like this is what life means. And if we're modeling the wrong thing, they're going to get the wrong idea. 
And whether we're trying or not trying, they're going to get a message. Right. Yeah. yeah, there's a line in the article towards the end here. If we take our kids to church on Sunday, then spend the other six and a half days around mm. the altar of materialism and memorizing the chief parts of the catechism of I-faith, we don't have to be a prophet to foretell what their vision of the good life will be. Mm. Um, yeah, so I said this uh, last week when we interviewed Dad, but I know... There have been plenty of inst- instances um, or examples of parents who are um, really good people, but for some reason their kids end up spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these times, they're, they're families that I only saw at church on Sunday. And I, I don't know what their home lives were like. I don't know how the parents really modeled their faith at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's tough to say because there have been pastors as well. Like I think of uh, the former pastor, the, the pastor of the church when we moved here, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and his son. Um, I, I don't think he's a I don't think he's a Christian anymore either. I, mean, mm-hmm. I, I obviously so. I'm, obviously I'm way out of touch. But like last last I, I heard, talked he to him not, in ten years. But yeah, that's it's just hard to it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around mm-hmm. um, how a pastor well, even. I'll give the example of one of the pastors at, at my church now, who at some point I'd love to have on the podcast if I can get him. Um, his dad is a pastor of a really big church. I forget which one. I, you'll, you've heard the name of it. I forget the name of it. Mm. Um, and he totally walked away from Christianity and basically said, I want absolutely nothing to do with this. Mm. And he ran away for like, I don't remember how many years, years and years nearly got killed in a drug deal and then wow uh decided all right maybe i should do something about this i guess i don't really want to die it was like literally his line in the video that our church made about him was like i guess i decided at that point i didn't actually want to die Mm. which was the first time in my life i really felt like maybe there's a purpose in living dang i need to watch that video Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's he's uh, if you meet him now, you would like, really? You? It's like, yeah, he grew up in a great Christian home. His dad's a good guy. He would never say anything bad about him, but something freaking happened. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It terrifies me because I like to think that if we model our faith well, there's no way it happened to my kids. And then you hear those stories and I'm like, maybe it could? I don't I know. know. That terrifies Ugh. me, man. Because, man, <laughs> I look at Davis and I just love I that. I love that kid so much, dude. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> And it would hurt a lot if he were to throw his life away mm. and to have it spiral out of control like that. Yeah. So, ah, those those stories kill me. But the redemption part of it is, I know, also amazing. Mm. <sighs> so, I would obviously, and Dad last week talked about that. Um, deciding at what point. What what things are you actually responsible for, and what things aren't you responsible for, mm-hmm. as a parent? And at some point, your kids will just choose not to, like they may just choose not to be a Christian or not to follow in the path that you've laid out for them. And mm-hmm. it, as hard as that may be to accept, at some point you have to just say, "All right, I I've done everything I can do, and I'm not getting through to them. So all I can do is sit back and just pray for them, or just keep loving them." Yeah. Just be be whatever they need me to be, but um yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, the big challenge of this article, one of the big challenges, I guess there's a couple of them in here that we've already talked about, but mm-hmm. it, just this line of, if you only go to church on Sundays and you spend the other six and a half days of the week at the altar of materialism, at the altar of this I faith idea, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't take a profit to see where your kid's going. And yeah. you know, as we're saying, like obviously there's probably exceptions to this because there's exceptions to darn near every rule. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a challenge to me of like I really like what would I not do to try to guide my family well because it, it's again it's not just a it'd be a good thing to do that it's like no this is a biblical here's a gender rule for you it is one it is one of the things God said men <laughs> here's one of the responsibilities I'm giving you trigger warning you will lead your families well. Yeah. He didn't give it to the women. He said, men, this is a, 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 there's tasks to be deliberated on, and this is one I'm giving you. You're mm-hmm. going to be the spiritual leader of the home. It's like, yeah, this is calling out. Like, take that, take that really res- seriously. It don't, don't just do it on Sundays. You have to do it. You know, the, the parts that matter way more is the 10,000 interactions between every Sunday morning yes. between you and your kids. So, you know, take up your cross and, mm-hmm. and freaking let's go. Yeah, there's no yeah. excuses. This is this was the job that God gave you. This responsibility right. that to a Jordan Peterson point. Yes. You don't actually feel worse when you take up these responsibilities. It's actually better for you. And if you take if you adopt these responsibilities, you will actually find that your life is more meaningful mm-hmm. and yeah. that it's, much better. It's the so. crossroads of meaning as a whole. It is. He has an entire book on that, which is very difficult to read. Maps of Meaning. It's really, really in depth. <laughs> like, he he like, openly said cow. it was his first book, and like you know, it was hard to read. <laughs> I mean, like Twelve Rules for Life was readable, but Maps of Meaning was like I powered through that book. <laughs> it was a force of will, but it was good. Yeah. Um, no, but I think the th- the thing that it really encapsulates, especially for us, um, like as fathers and as men, is to fight against passivity because the most likely scenario of these things occurring is when you're not paying attention. It's when you're just, I'll just let things go. And as someone who is very go with the flow, that is something I have to be violently aware of. That's a good point. Like I have to fight myself essentially. That's something I've been thinking about recently, actually, Mm -hmm. because I am a very much, same same deal. Go with the flow. Yeah, you're just like, yeah. Non-confrontational. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Just like, huh, whatever. It's probably fine. Yeah. And it, that might cause me not to intervene when there's actually a really big problem that needs my attention. Mm. Um, and there have been instances, back when I was a youth leader in high school, there was uh, one guy who I was particularly close to who was going through some stuff. And then uh, I remember Marty got him. He's back. Got him again. <laughs> And uh, another leader um, mm-hmm. met with his parents because they weren't convinced that his parents fully understood just how much crap he was dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were two. He had great parents. They're great people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know. There's some disconnect there. Something either he wasn't comfortable sharing with his parents everything he was going through or there, there was some barrier there. I, I don't know what it was, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really hope that Davis um, feels comfortable enough to tell us what's going on um, if there is something and that I respond appropriately so I don't scare him away. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's even hard to hear because maybe he's going to tell you something that 
could even crush you. And your reaction would be, your warranted reaction would be negative. But in, yeah. in order to foster the relationship of communication, you basically have to let it go. Like, I'm just like imagining those moments where it's just like, yeah. I can't actually just totally yell at you for being a giant doofus head because you <laughs> crashed the car. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's okay, buddy. We all make mistakes. <laughs> you know, that kind <laughs> of stuff. We all make mistakes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Some more than others. <laughs> You seem to make a lot of them, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I think it's like in our attempts to properly parent or discipline our kids, you can even not choose the appropriate time and place, not be tactful in how you handle those situations. You did it, Scott. I finished the bourbon. You finished it literally uh, at the end of the podcast. Yes. I'm so freaking proud of you. One full bourbon uh, all the way to the end. It feels right to end <laughs> the podcast right here. So uh, I didn't have a timer going. That was, uh, I think we're less About than an 40 hour. minutes. Yeah, sweet. Sweet. Uh, next week, we're going to have Dan Adams back. Yeah. So we're going to talk about not i guess they we'll try to make it happy things the the topics <laughs> i sent him were not not the like they weren't the happiest it's like 50 50 his response were like wow those are some cheery topics <laughs> um yeah so stay tuned for that <laughs> please come back and listen to our dreariness yes, please um yeah follow us on the socials uh specifically on twitter now Feel free yeah, to we, just smash that one up. We'll, <laughs> we will be there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been there the whole time, but yeah. now, now Twitter feels like, feels like it's, it feels real. like, feels like everything's going to be I'm all genuinely right. excited to see what's going to happen. I, with the I've things been, that he's proposed, I'm like, bro, this, that might become by a sweet new social, social media. media. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yup. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's all we got for this week. We will talk at you next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Cheers. Cheers.